God is always available to help us. He's always available whenever we need him at the drop of a hat. We go to him, we're like, I need this. And a lot of times he's probably like, that's a dumb need. Why do you need that? That's ridiculous. You can brush your teeth by yourself or whatever. I don't know. But he always is like, I'll get up and go. I'll help you. I'm always available. That decision thousands of times over my kid's life will foster spirit relationship between us that is really powerful, really meaningful, and is what I want to foster with them. Hello, and welcome to God is a Dad podcast. This is a show where three friends and sometimes our wives come together to discuss how God parents us and then try to parent our kids in the same way. Because we're pretty convinced that God is the best parent, and so if we want to become better parents, we ought to try to parent more like him. Today, we're talking about a hurdle that every parent experiences when trying to parent their kids well, which is having enough energy from yourself to give to your kids. We all know and can relate to the fact that kids are extremely demanding, extremely draining, especially when thinking about all the other responsibilities that we all have. It's just tough to hang in there sometimes with the level of energy that our kids demand. So we wanted to come together and talk about practical ways that we can keep our energy levels up and also principles and perspectives that would allow us to have more energy as well throughout the day. And I just want to go ahead and say from the beginning, if you are a parent who doesn't feel like they have a lot of energy for their kids, that doesn't make you a bad parent and you don't have anything to be ashamed about. We feel like we want to have more energy because it makes us better parents. But if you're someone who's like, nope, I don't have any energy and I feel totally okay with that, we are not here to try to make anybody feel bad or try to make anybody feel like they're not doing a very good job as a parent. We just don't feel like God has anything to do with shame. We don't feel like he ever motivates with shame. We don't feel like he ever is interested in us having shame. So if you're like, I'm tired all the time, I'm okay with it. I don't see any way to change that. Good for you. Keep doing what you're doing. We just pretty much never want anyone to leave our episodes feeling at all worse about themselves or worse about their parenting. Uh, Our goal is to be just encouraging. Our goal is to try to have meaningful conversations about things that we feel like we need to do better. But this is definitely not a directive saying that all parents need to be more like this or work on this area to be better parents. It's just us. And so if that's good for you, then great. If it's not, also great. But if you feel like you'd like to have a little more energy with your kids, I think there's some good stuff here. So let's go ahead and get started. So I want to, I have felt that one practical area that really affects my parenting, probably the most of all the practical areas is my level of energy throughout the day. Because pretty much if I start the day tired and I end the day tired, I would say I'm 30% worse as a parent than if I start my day full of energy and I end my day full of energy. I think I'm just objectively, I think if I look at the way that I treat my kids, how patient I am with them, how much I engage with them, interact with them, spend my time with them, am willing to give to them, I'm willing to sacrifice how much I'm willing to meet their needs. It's just significantly higher when I feel like I have energy. And it's an interesting question, I think, also because of the fact that God himself, I don't think, has to deal with this. Being an infinite being, being so, you know, I don't, I don't know that he's ever strapped for energy. He's ever running on empty in terms of his energy to love us or to bear with us or to be patient with us or to care for us or meet our needs or any of that stuff. So I don't know that I can necessarily look to God for guidance in this, I guess, because uh, I don't, I just don't know that he ever loses energy. So <laughs> I, I don't know that I can look to God's example, I should say. Uh, obviously, I can look to him for guidance in everything, but I don't know that he's, he's setting an example of how to maintain energy. Maybe he is, and I, that would be interesting to talk about. So I guess the first question would be, how much do you feel like energy affects your parenting? 
I actually feel like it probably has more impact on me as a husband than it does on me as a father. Uh, I would I would say my energy. Really? Yeah, I would say my priority, would, oh, my, my like energy priority, would be work. Like work gets like ninety percent of my energy, and then when I come back home, like Elliot, he is so high energy. You you can almost like feed off of that, mm. and so he actually gives me energy, and so. When when I see him, when I interact with him, he's hyperactive, and so that makes me a little bit more hyperactive, and I can play with him very short amount of time. So a little burst, maybe a half hour, we're playing rough asing. It's awesome. But then after that, then we're done. He goes to bed, and then Adrian and I are both tired, and and it, it goes along with just feeding off of each other's energy. So if I'm tired, she's tired, then we both look at each other and we're like, all right, well, time to go to bed, time to watch Netflix, not really mm. try to mentally engage. And so that is sort of my energy flow. It goes to work. Elliot like gives me a boost of energy. And then by the time Adrian mm. and I have a chance to connect, uh, there's no, no more energy left. <laughs> right. Do you disagree, Dana? I mean... I I like am just very shocked with with the statement that energy dependence is more related to your wife than your kids because like for me I just always want to hang out with Anna so like <laughs> like that's never a problem for me like even if mm-hmm. I'm just like watching Netflix or right like she's doing a puzzle and I'm playing a video game or you know like I'm doing homework or she's you know, like even just being in the same area, I don't know. I feel like for me, there's uh, a large part of that probably comes with the understanding of of just being together. And my kids don't have that yet. It's not good enough just to be in the same room. Right. Like you have to be <laughs> playing with me. You have to be like answering my questions. You have to be engaged with what you know, like what I'm doing. Mm. And a lot of those things that they are doing i don't care about (laughs) uh you know like i've explained i've explained innumerable times why darth vader had to get surgery and why he has (laughs) i've explained that like i don't know how many times i can count and eli asked me that three times this morning uh like dad why does why does darth vader have electrical cords in him like eli we're, I've answered that question. Why, why don't you think about that? It's so like, there's not really, even with Ella, like Ella's, when it's time to play, it's like time to play. And like, it's all encompassing. <laughs> and that's just not as enjoyable. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I hang out with, I just, you know, I hang out with kids for my job. And so I do that like all day. And then to, to like come back and then do that more. So, so I guess, so like for Elliot as a two-year-old, it it sounds like his level of energy or his demand for attention is a little bit different than like a five-year-old, six-year-old. Because for for him, I'm just uh, another toy, you know? And so he can can like stop playing with me at any time. 
and just go run off and then do something different. He's okay with just like dropping me, <laughs> being like, "All right, Dad, you were you were fun for a little bit. Now I'm gonna go play somewhere else." So it's like pretty easy for me to engage with him when he wants to, and then after he's done with me, uh, I'm like, "All right, cool, sweet. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll, I'll go do my own thing." So right. it, it seems like a different type of engagement that I have mm-hmm. to have. So that that's pretty interesting. Like as they get older, they demand different things, and so like an actual if they're demanding an actual conversation from me, I, I'd be intrigued to see how quote unquote draining uh, that could be. But it's not a conversation, right? Right? Or it's, what? It's, well, it's, for, them, <laughs> for them, they feel like it's a conversation. For yeah, us, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I like the I like that they're asking questions, but like I feel like I'm waiting for them to ask. Maybe we're at the sweet. We're at the sweet spot, I think, with like him talking or trying to talk. Where any words that he can say, we're pretty amazed by right now. And so, any level of conversation that we can have with him is incredible. So, I'm 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 curious when that drastically drops off and you just get annoyed by it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, did, did you did, didn't you guys have that window when when they uh, first started to talk and you were like, oh my gosh, I don't even know how you know that word. No, totally, yeah, yeah. There was the there was the the fascination. Right. I think though the the difference is that you knew that like what you're describing is you know that Elliot's going to get bored of you almost probably before you're bored of him. Maybe right, right. I feel like, and I feel like what Dan's saying is that I don't think my kids could ever get bored of me. I feel like there's a they could spend all day with me, and they would prefer that to just about anything else. Yeah, yeah. And so that is a little bit different of a situation because you're you feel as if this is a never-ending kind of suck. Possibly, sure. it's a never-ending drain. Uh, that when, they when, could demand. when did that point? When did that occur? It's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Didn't like. You're like it's always been this way. <laughs> I think it happens slowly. Yeah, I would say so. It's not a you know one day you wake up and they want you all the time, but and you know with 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 your first kid, I think it's it's the they could they always want you, but there's two of you, and so then you know they might want you all the time, but you don't really feel that until then you maybe you have two of them or something. Sure. And then there's always another parent or something. Um, I don't know. I would guess three and a half. Yeah, that'd be my guess. That sounds reasonable. So, so I have like a another year, another year and a half to yeah. just coast by. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, like you know, like I remember like them just yeah, like entertaining themselves, right? And now it's like they'll do it, but I have to tell them to. Sure. I have to say like, you need to be in your room for the next hour. I just think at this point. They are limited enough in their, I don't know if it's imagination or creativity or their own initiative. Mm. Oh, yeah. That that for me, when they play with me, I they want me to take the lead and kind of show them yeah. how to have fun. Yeah, yeah. And then when I do, they're like, wow, this is so much fun. <laughs> this is so much more fun than just me playing with my brother. And so then every time they want, it, they want me to do that. They're like, right. Because playing with you, Dad, is so much more fun because you know how to have fun more than we do. Like he hasn't, they haven't figured out 
themselves enough or what fun is or, or all the different games you can play or all the different tricks or all the different ways to ha- enjoy themselves. Yeah. But I, but I know them. And so then I kind of show them to it and they're like, oh, well, you're the most fun because you know how to have fun kind of. Did, did you guys play by yourselves like when, when you were younger? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because I, I actually don't have a vivid memory of like actually playing with my parents like, like what, how you're describing. So mm. Yeah. Uh, did, did you? Not a ton. I mean, I have memories of wrestling with my dad on the floor before we went to bed sometimes. And then well, my brother or sister would always get hurt, and then we would stop when they started crying. Right. Uh, no, I think my dad, I think he worked a lot when I was that age. And so I think he kind of got home late or wasn't, yeah. you know, he was probably especially drained from. Sure what he was doing and and it's just you know i think for him was a lot of a lot of question of energy right uh which is i love the times when i do have the energy and when i give the energy to my kids in order to play with them but i just wish they were more often and the 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 thing that's funny about it to me too is that like what what dan was saying earlier about how he you know he comes home and he's been with kids all day or whatever and then he's just kind of done I feel the same way some days and then some days I don't feel that way at all. Some days I come home and if I'm, I, I would describe it as energy. It might be, might be more than that. It might be deeper than that. I'm not sure. But when I have a lot of energy, I will come home and I will, I will genuinely think it's tons of fun and there's almost nothing more fun that I could do than to play with you. Yeah. But if I come into the, if I come home and I'm at this energy level, that's low enough, then it's, I think of it as like, this is the last thing I want to do right now. And those two things have, for me, seem so different depending on how I feel. Mm-hmm. Some days it's the first thing I, I want to do when I come home, and some days it's the last thing I want to do. And it seems to entirely depend on how much I have to offer them. <laughs> right. And if I can kind of hack or figure out ways to orient my life so that it's way more often the first thing I want to do, then I'd like to really figure that out. Yeah. Especially because, you know, I mean, at this age, I mean, I think you kind of know intuitively that the clock is ticking in terms of your kids wanting to spend time with you. <laughs> every time I play with them and every, every time they're clamoring to be around me, after I, if, I, if I'm not in the place where I'm just annoyed by it and like, oh, this is exhausting, I do, I do oftentimes step back and think, you know, it's just not going to be like this for that much longer. Sure. There will be a day when I'll be the one clamoring to them and hoping that they want to be around me at all dude that that is true now now that i think about it so we do we help out with sunday school at church uh just once a month and we we, we are we're in the preschool class so like four three to five but they are so energetic and they are just so physical like yeah. i i come out of that and adrian is like pure teacher mode and so they <laughs> They respect Adrian. They give her personal space, uh, personal boundaries. But for me, I'll have I'll have at least like three kids just hanging off me at any moment. And then, and then so like after we're done, I I am just so wiped uh, after we do Sunday school. Like the mm-hmm. whole the whole rest of the day, I'm like I'm I'm done. I can see that now. Yeah. Yep. It's the yeah. You could do that every day. Right. In the future, possibly. There might be yeah. Sunday school every day. Yeah, possibly. Oh. Unless you 
Okay. Set up your boundaries. I get it. Oh, I don't, for like, mine just feels so natural to be tired sometimes. And I'm almost kind of okay with like that being the case and not feeling like I don't have enough energy because I'm like, well, you know, this is how I feel at like one o'clock or two o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. Like I'm, I've just kind of come to a little bit of being okay <laughs> with not having that level of energy. Yeah. I do think it's important to state that I'm, I'm a pretty big believer in, uh, in <laughs> self care and, you know, not killing yourself for your kids or, or feel like I do not feel any shame, I would say (laughs) for feeling too tired to play with my kids. And I don't know that that's helpful or ever recommended. My point is that not that I just feel bad about it or that I think it's a huge problem. It's just that I look at myself and I like myself as a parent at the, at the end of the day, when I look back, yeah, I like myself as a parent more on the days when I had energy. And I think to myself, gosh, I wish, I wish I could be like that more often. Mm-hmm. not a shameful like oh i should have such a bad person i whatever i beat myself up about it i totally accept that sometimes that's the case and i totally accept that parents need to take care of themselves in order to be able to give to their kids and i don't think it's a kill you yeah i don't think it's kill yourself for your kids my question is really what what can i do <laughs> to i guess take care of myself more effectively or help put myself in a position where i don't feel like that like you're saying and it's just easy. So here's my here's my solution for you, Justin. Right. That's exactly my, that's what I came here this, for. <laughs> this is a very Justin specific mm. thing. I don't know if you do stuff that you like all that often. Like I can't tell when you are having fun. I mean, maybe <laughs> but, except like during like I know you have fun like hanging out and having conversations, but like if we are engaged in something and it's not football. Or like Settlers of Catan, and you were to ask me, or somebody were to ask me, like, is Justin having fun right now? I would probably say no. <laughs> like, I would not think that it's like irradiating actually having fun from whatever you're like participating in. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I know think if that's just like a demeanor thing, or like whether or not you're actually like enjoying the thing that you're participating. I think we've had this conversation before, and I I think I disagreed with your uh, viewpoint, Dan, on on your perception of Justin. I don't, I think I'm right. I think I'm totally right. Well, especially when he's describing all the things he's doing with uh, with his sons. I don't. I'm talk- not talking with his sons, but just in general. Just in general. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've ever gotten that perception. Really? Right. <laughs> I've always been like on the edge of like, uh, I feel like Justin could take or leave this right now. That's kind of like my. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you. Have, kind of what I, what I, I feel thought. like you have more more of that mindset, but uh, I feel like Justin is like one hundred percent in on everything that he does. <laughs> <laughs> Could not disagree with you more. Right wow, now. wow, Justin, are you laughing? Be- are you laughing because I'm wrong? No, no. Oh. I, okay. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I well, so here, I, I do think we had this conversation before, and I, yeah. I think my issue was 
<laughs> what else do you like? What else do you like? Okay, so <laughs> I'm like wondering what all these other activities that I'm doing with you around that are supposed to be fun. Like you're saying, like you're, you said, I can tell you're having fun when you like are hanging out with people and talking with people. Okay, so like any yeah. social situation where we've been around each other, hanging out with people, you're like, I can tell you're having fun. And then you're yeah. like, okay, if you're playing football, so like anytime you're playing something active and competitive, you're like, I can tell you're having fun of that. And then you're like, okay, and if you're playing something like a game with people that's not active, I can tell you're having fun. So I'm wondering what are all these other these other scenarios that we've been in <laughs> that I should be having fun in that aren't that don't loosely fall into those uh, those three categories? That's my question. Because you yeah, could be right, uh, but I'm like I'm like yeah, I have enjoyed all those things, but I'm not exactly sure what else what else in the world I'm supposed to be enjoying around you that I'm not. So I would say, like I don't know how much you find joy with like just being by yourself. Mm. That that's a little bit different. I don't know. I think so. My hack or my my thought would be like, I just don't know if you've found things for yourself that you actually enjoy. And I think, especially when you're responsible for your kids and you're, you know, it's like your day in, day out. I think like being able to do that for yourself, just like the initial, like the the, the one, the alone time, being able to energize yourself in that is is pretty important without without like a strategic agenda or or something like that right being able to take a half hour or being able to even like look forward to time after your kids fall asleep when you can't hang out with friends like how do you energize yourself at that point Right. That that's a question that Adrian and I have talked about a lot because she's more more along what what you're describing, Dan, or or the opposite, where her alone time has to be like very strategic and has to be like ultra productive uh, for her to quote unquote fully enjoy and engage. And I'm on the other end of the spectrum where it doesn't have to be quote unquote strategic or have like a long term value at all. Uh, if I just want to spend like two hours watching old wrestling videos, <laughs> you know, I, I can do that. <laughs> and so like, like all, all of her downtime is strategically planned. Like, well, I'll prep this meal for this person or, you know, I'll lesson plan or I'll try to figure out like what gifts to, to give my friends on their birthdays or, you know, every like moment that she has downtime is very strategic and so we've talked about like what would it look like for her to actually and just like have fun and relax and not have an agenda or anything like that and so we're we're trying to find a middle ground for each other but i feel like that is important for your long-term energy source as if even on your downtime you're exerting like this floor of energy even when you're supposed to be relaxing and having fun then that that might become a problem yeah no you're that's that's very insightful dan i'm not sure how you exactly know uh what i do in my alone time and how i feel about it and what's going on inside my soul but somehow you yeah somehow you do uh yeah i think i I would describe myself very similar to how jake just described adrian in that the things that i think i enjoy the most feel like they have a purpose feel like they have they're achieving something a lot of times the reason I enjoy it is because I feel good about myself after I do it because I feel like I did something that was useful or productive. Right. But 
Yeah, I don't know. I I think along somewhere along the line of my life, I felt like that wasn't important anymore, or felt like that wasn't valuable. Just to have fun for the sake of fun. Uh-huh. Wow. I I don't I wouldn't I never. It's funny because I would never say that. I don't. You know, I've I've encouraged Nicole to do the exact opposite. I've I've had this exact same conversation with her. But I've been the Dan and been like, you need to learn how to have fun. You need to find things that are have fun. Yeah. But you might be right. I might I might not be getting re-energized by my playtime because it's not actually playtime. I don't know. I th- I do think it's tough to find that those things that do give you <laughs> that you really enjoy, especially at this point in in our lives. I yeah. I don't I don't know how often people our age. How often do you hear people just like? Picking up a new hobby just out of, out of the blue. I, I don't know. I, I feel like it doesn't happen a lot. Uh, I know maybe like a few people in my life who are really good at that, but the majority of, of people, you know, it's not like they're they're finding new things just continually that that they want to pick up and that they want to pursue to to have fun. Yeah, and I think I what, what you're saying to me that is really compelling is that it's hard to find something that yeah is fun that's new that's a new idea because as a kid you have fun all the time and it's effortless and it just everything's fun and you have time for so many fun things that it's not hard to find things that are fun and then you get older and you start having demands and responsibilities and at that point the challenge is to let go of your fun right to like let go of the selfishness of you wanting to have fun for yourself all the time that's what i feel like i was that's the correction i was trying to make is i was selfish and Felt like I was just always concerned about me having fun or me getting my way or that kind of thing. And so I've tried to strip that away because that's unhealthy, you know, when you're trying to lead a family and stuff. Uh, But there might be some value in trying to have a little more fun and trying to really get intentional and figure out what the thing is. Because you're right, there probably isn't a lot of things that I have a lot of time for. But it's more about finding the maximum output for the minimum input kind of fun activity. uh, That's... (laughs) You're, I'm, you're I mean, already I mean, losing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How? Uh, how? I'm curious. How much you have? How? How disciplined do you guys feel like you are about getting getting the right amount of sleep? Or how much sleep do you guys get? Seven hours. Eight hours. Wow, that's solid. I'm tired at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get so tired <laughs> at the end of the day. In one of those one of those Facebook groups that I'm in, somebody asked the question recently you know how much sleep do you guys get and i was shocked i would say probably the average across the people that replied was four and a half yeah tons of of people tons of people saying three to four you know not that many people saying more than six a lot of people at four to five wow i just i couldn't believe it man i was like you guys are gonna kill yourselves this is crazy so i didn't know if that was more a lot more common because I guess when you know when all the articles recommend six to eight hours, I hear that and I think that means I will get six to eight hours. But I guess a lot of people yeah. don't think like that. Sure. So part of me wants to think that it's that having more energy is is practical and is stuff like make sure you're having enough fun, make sure you're getting enough sleep, make sure you have healthy work life balance, all that kind of stuff. But also part of me feels like probably there's some kind of a mindset perspective belief attitude to sort of choose to put on or to try to work myself into that enables me to live every day with the type of energy that I want to 
so like do you how much do you feel like that's part of it and if so do you think there's certain mindsets that you have that have helped you be more energetic i would say the biggest influencer for mindset for me is the belief that i will get a break at some point <laughs> like if i don't think that i'm gonna get a break then i get like pretty grumpy <laughs> uh, i would say yeah i feel like i get grumpy if i don't see like an end you know if i don't see like oh i can do this after the kids go to sleep or whatever yeah like it's hard to look to the future and not if i'm not excited about the future then it, be, it becomes mm. a problem for me that's a good way to, to phrase that i like that so what what do you do then if you what, <laughs> you mean like so you just have to look further like if your day is full and you don't have a break until tomorrow you just need to, you just like stretch because there are some days probably where that's the case right so you just yeah. you just focus on okay it's not it's not eight hours from now it's 28 hours from now or something is that is that what you would do then just think about the next break that you have coming <laughs> how yeah, far away it is also like i don't think it's very helpful if you're if you're not balanced to begin with mm, okay yeah if you're not balanced to begin with then like you know everything's out the window like mm. because yeah, then you're always looking for that next thing. Well, I, I, I think the dangerous part is the whole, like, TGIF mindset, which I just, oh, gosh, it, mm. it's so gross to me. But mm. but the whole, like, well, it's Friday, thank goodness, like, I made it to the weekend. Uh, I think if you're using, like, looking forward to the break as the solution to your quote-unquote stress or to your energy level, then I think that becomes a problem. Because that's never going to be as restful or energizing as you would want it to be. And it doesn't necessarily, like, help you in the moment. You know, like, yeah. well, what happens on every other day of the week and not Friday, <laughs> you know? Right. And so, right, right. Yeah, that that's where that mindset becomes dangerous if you're just looking at it as the solution and not necessarily as sort of like, all right, here's what I have to do to to pace myself. And I've definitely slipped into that for sure. I think we probably skew this a little bit in the Bible too, where we talk about, you know, like the Christian life doesn't it doesn't assure like easy sailing or it doesn't assure prosperity, like it it's a call mm -hmm. to it's a call to sacrifice and yeah, definitely like it definitely is like, you look at all that stuff and it's like it is a call to sacrifice and it is a call like to die to yourself like you know god does want good things for us and he wants us to be prosperous and blessed and you know, ask and you will receive like yes like there, there's like a dual there's like dualism to it or but i think to your point jake like the sacrifice is out of a place of wanting to love others. It's just, it's out of wanting to like be a servant of God. It's like, and so it's not like that it's not a sacrifice, but it, you could sacrifice and be like really pissed off about it and like not offer it. Or you, it could be like a true desire from your heart. And I think those two things become a pretty important dichotomy when mm -hmm. just thinking about life in general. You're talking about the difference between being unhappy to sacrifice something and being happy to sacrifice something. Yeah, because I think we people like look at look at it and it's like, well, it's required. Like it's like the entry. That's the yeah. entry into salvation or the entrance into like relationship with God. And yeah, that's true. But you you do it because you want to know Him, 
right? You do it because you want to be in his presence. But I don't think that we interpret like sacrifice and what that means or see where sacrifice comes out of. Like it's a high cost, but it's something that we want to give. It's like if, if you, you know, if you were buying a lottery ticket that costs a dollar and you knew it was the winning ticket and you were going to win a hundred million, is it a sacrifice to give up the dollar? Sure. Technically it is. But if you know what's on the other side of that sacrifice, then it's, it is a sacrifice, but also it's not, it it can be both. And, you know, I, I mean, that's totally the example of Jesus, right? I mean, that's why he went to the cross was tough. It was hard, but he knew on the other side of it, he was going to be seated at the right hand of the father. He knew that he was going to purchase eternity or whatever for all of his brothers and sisters. And it was painful. It was a sacrifice, but it was not really even a choice. And he was, I would say he went to the cross happy to do it. You know, I think that's, yeah, yeah, I I would like to approach everything in my life like that. In, I think in life and in like what you're doing, I think that's another big portion of like in the moment being energized is thinking about sacrifice in that light because we make a lot of unintentional sacrifices and we make a lot of like (laughs) uninformed i think maybe sacrifices that we write off like oh this is a sacrifice that we need to because we're called to Mm -hmm. if that was required of you then make the sacrifice but i think we we probably make a lot of sacrifices that have nothing to do with God's desire for our heart or our day or our, our like mm. our decisions. And I think we write it off maybe as a little bit of a sacrifice, especially in like mm. the evangelical culture. I think I, right. or when yes. we're like, we're like, Oh, well, you know, like I need to work this job cause it's altruistic. And then you hate your job. And like, sure. like that was a self-imposed, yeah, uh, right. uh thing right there you know that was a self-imposed mm-hmm. sacrifice yeah or all the demands that that church culture places on people yeah that they don't feel anything inside of them and god's not even wanting them to do but they do it because they feel a pressure to or a a burden to to or something and then it's but if it's not coming out of that pure place then it's not good for anybody and everybody loses and yeah that whole yeah that's totally it's totally full of that yeah that would be definitely worth considering how much you're sac- how much bad things you're sacrificing you know, uh, that are costing you from actually sacrificing some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of along those lines, I feel like the mindset that I've found helpful that I'm, I'm really trying to, I mean, I'm having this conversation because I don't, I don't opt into this mindset all the time or even most of the time, but, and I don't know, maybe this will change. Maybe you've messed me up, Dan, if I can find something that, that I actually find fun. But one thing that has helped me was, uh, that whenever I do play with my kids, after the fact, when I look back on it, I think that was a lot of fun. That was something that I really enjoyed, that I got a lot out of, that, I, that energized me, that was a, was a plus for me. Firstly, because I've tried really hard to f- make sure that the activities that I do with my kids and that, I, that they want to do are wins for me also, things that I naturally enjoy. That's not the case if they want to play something or do something that I have no in- interest in. In that case, it's, it's a drain. But there's lots of activities that, that I've kind of instilled in them or, or just, uh, well, I've not instilled with them. I've just done them with them and I've had fun and therefore they've had a lot of fun doing them. And the more activities I have with them that do that, then the more I get out of them, the more I enjoy them. Yeah. And that's a huge, a huge, huge win because you get to spend time with them and you get to have fun or whatever. But I forget that. I forget that that's the case a lot of times. <laughs> I'll come home and I'll be tired 
and I'll be like, that sounds hard. That sounds, you know, that sounds like it's going to suck my energy. I don't want to go outside and play soccer. I don't want to go outside and swim. I don't want to sword fight with you guys. I don't want to wrestle. I don't want to whatever because I'm tired, just physically tired, and it doesn't feel like it. But whenever I do do it, of course you do it, and like your body wakes up, your mind wakes up, and it's fun and it's energizing, and and you get to spend meaningful time with your kids. And there's almost nothing that fills my heart more than doing that, and then I love it, and I think it's great, mm. and it makes my day so much better. But just remembering, like it's, I just forget that sometimes. I just forget that actually sometimes the most fun thing that I could actually do is to play with them. But it just doesn't feel like that on the front end. Here's, here's uh, one of my questions. How much do you think it matters? How much do you think the, like, the, this conversation matters? I'm not sure that it matters. At, like The amount that I get down on myself for not being like this, whatever this is, like whatever the ideal is, uh, I'm not sure that it matters as much as I think it does. And it's hard to remind myself that, like, oh, like, my kids having fun is not <laughs> is not that big of a deal. Or me being, like, 100% intentional about, like, spending time with them every day. It's not, like, that as... I just don't think it's as important as, like, my, I feel about it. I, I think there's probably a lot more, though, that, like, subconsciously goes into it. Sure. And, and just your overall like enjoyment of your youth and of your adolescence and even in like going through high school i think i think the your parents ability to just create a fun and safe environment uh goes goes a long way that's way different though that's way different than sure justin being energized or you being energized well, I mean, no, you, you need energy, though, to create that atmosphere. Yeah, I think, yeah, we definitely started to play, play playing with your kids and entertaining them and having fun with them is one, I would say, one segment of the conversation. What is also a big part of it is that when I don't have a lot of energy, I get, I'm a lot less patient. I'm a lot easier frustrated. I right. am a lot less willing to help them and serve them when they need it. You know, they come, yeah. they have needs all the time. Hey dad, look at this. Hey dad, can you do this? Hey dad, can you get this for me? You know, when I'm tired, all of a sudden I turn into <laughs> the dad who's like all about developing independence in my kids, you know, like, Oh, you can <laughs> do that yourself. Right. Like, <laughs> like Cameron's going through this thing right now where I don't know what it is. He's younger. I, I don't exactly know, but he, I think he's just wanting to get our attention. So he's doing this thing where he gets tired at the end of the night and he, is saying he's exhausted. He's so exhausted. As soon as he comes in from playing outside, he's full of energy. We tell him to go ready for bed, brush our teeth, and he's all of a sudden he's too exhausted to brush his teeth. He just doesn't want to. And so I, if I don't have any energy, I get frustrated with him, and I'm like, Cameron, you are old enough to brush your teeth. You can do it. Just suck it up, walk to the bathroom, brush your teeth, and then come back out so we can restore and go to bed. If I have energy, then my response is, oh, really, Cam, would you like some help with that? And he's like, uh-huh. And then he just, we walk there and we do it and he's like smiling and happy or whatever. And it's clearly, it's clearly he wants attention. It's clearly he wants to be recognized. He doesn't want me to shove him through his life or shove him through my life as if he's just a, like a, you know, I don't know, some cattle to like move on to the next station. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Uh, he just wants me to like be my dad, help me with this thing. Cause I want you to be engaging with me in some way. And he's a little bit lazy. And he doesn't want to brush his teeth, but mostly it's not a problem if I go and I just like, cause I'll go in there with him and I'll brush his teeth for 10 seconds and I'll be like, you do the rest. 
and I'll stand there and watch him, and he'll just be like talking to me while he's brushing his teeth, and he's happy or whatever. And the difference between those two situations where Cameron just whines and complains for five minutes straight, and he gets his teeth brushed in 30 seconds and is super happy, is me saying, yes, I will, go, I will get up out of my chair and I will go to the bathroom with you and brush your teeth. Yeah. And I think that boils down to a lot of my, just my basic energy. <laughs> so that's not me like being like, let's wrestle guys. Let's get, go wild and crazy. That's me just being like, I'll get up and help you because <laughs> you're a kid and you have needs. And are those needs justified? Not always, but you're a child. So that's, you know, it's like God is always available to help us. He's always available whenever mm-hmm. we need him at the drop of a hat. Like we go to him, we're like, I need this. And a lot of times he's probably like, that's a dumb need. Why do you need that? That's ridiculous. You can brush your teeth by yourself or whatever. I don't know. But he always is like, I'll get up and go. I'll help you. I'm always available. And so I think what Jake's saying is right. Like that decision thousands of times over my kid's life will foster spirit relationship between us that is really powerful, really meaningful, and is what I want to foster with them. And sometimes it looks like playing with them, having a lot of fun and going outside and doing crazy stuff. But a lot of times it's as simple as, I'll help you brush your teeth. Sure, why not? And that's what I'm after. And I so much like our evening, my evening is so much better when I say, okay, (laughs) I'll go to the bathroom with you. It costs me almost nothing, but it feels like in the moment when I'm tired, it costs me a lot. It's like, oh my gosh, another thing, you know, just another thing my kids want for me. And so other days it's like, "Eh, big deal. It's, I get to spend 30 more seconds with you, you know? (laughs) Sure. That's where I'm at. So that's why I think it's so important. All right, that is it for us today. Sorry for the abrupt ending. We actually continued our conversation asking Jake some questions about coffee. He's kind of a little bit of a coffee expert that's been on a journey this year of trying a new type of coffee bean every week. And so we kind of want to pick his brain and figure out how we could enjoy our coffee a little bit more. So we're going to be bringing that episode for you next week. You can look forward to that. Also, if you like what you listen to, we would like to ask two things of you. The first one would be to go to iTunes and leave us a review. If you've listened to podcasts for any time at all, you know that those reviews help people find and discover our podcast, which if you're listening to this episode, it probably means you somewhat like what you're hearing and maybe you think other people would like it too. So that would really help. The other thing you can do is we would like for you to think of please just one person this week that you can either text, share this on Instagram, share it on Facebook, talk to in person about our podcast, share it with them, tell them what we're about, tell them what you like about it and help us grow our audience in that way. That would be fantastic because we just think it's pretty important that more and more people look to God as their primary parenting example and make more decisions from that paradigm. But like I said, if you're into coffee, come back next week. Jake's going to tell us all about how to step up your coffee game. And he did actually a really good job of kind of giving us the introductory or basic level of coffee, the intermediate level, and then the kind of advanced higher level ways to enjoy coffee. So if you're a coffee lover, you'll like that one, I'm sure. Look forward to having you back next week. A lot of those things that they are doing, I don't care about. He's just a, like a cattle to like move on to the next station. <laughs> Is Justin having fun right now? I would probably say no. <laughs> <laughs>